When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I didn't know I was going to be playing football until you know, a couple of years ago. So this, this is amazing. It's an amazing achievement, and I'm, I'm honored, man. Honored to be here. You know, my goals and, and dreams are a bit different to all my teammates. You know, they've been playing this sport since they were young kids, and for me, it just it just started five years ago. So I, I don't know who I dedicate it to. Probably my parents. Probably be the safest answer, but um, yeah, probably my parents. It's only just begun. Still writing the story. Just trying to do my best, man. Every day, put my best foot forward and. You know, whatever happens, happens. Whatever gets written is, is, is done. And uh, hopefully I can walk away from this sport and uh, leave a legacy that I'm proud of and uh, something that will stay in America forever. The voice of Jordan Mailata, who's been on the station a couple of times, been on Jared Waitley's program a couple of times. He's from New South Wales. He's playing in the Super Bowl for Philadelphia. And Phil Murphy from ESPN's SportsCenter, ESPN's coverage of Super Bowl 57, is live from 9am Monday and has been good enough to join me about a whole heap of American sports, starting with the Super Bowl. Welcome to you, Phil. Great to have you on. Uh, it's great to chat to you again. Yeah, it is the, uh, the crowning week in American sport and even the NBA breaking through on some headlines. So it's, it's all happening right now. It's a really exciting time to you know, watch sport going on on this side of the world. So LeBron's scoring record, or the, the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar scoring record, could be broken by LeBron a little bit later on. Is that where everybody's focus is, uh, is, is now on this afternoon in about two hours' time, taking away from the Super Bowl for about 10 minutes? Yeah, thereabouts. I mean, most of the Super Bowl conversation today has, has taken a pause because it is late night here. You know, I live about an hour and a half from New York City, and it's coming up on 10 p.m., which is when LeBron tips off uh, against the Oklahoma City Thunder, and he needs just 36 points to become the leading scorer all time in the NBA. It's a record that does mean something. Um, you know, sometimes some of these American sports marks, like if I asked you who has the most, I don't know, receiving yards in NFL history, sometimes they may not carry the same weight. NBA scoring leader does carry weight. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar has more MVPs than anybody, Michael Jordan included. It speaks to LeBron's longevity, consistency, and even him coming up in an era in which scoring was down. He developed his jump shot. He could break the record today, and worst case, if he doesn't, 36 points is quite a bit for one evening. He'll break it in the Lakers' next home game, which is coincidentally against the Bucks, who Kareem played much of his career with them, and he would be in attendance for both games. But to do it against Kareem's team, I think, would be apropos. So you can't, we always say you can't compare eras and um, the, the greatest of all time debate bores some people. But at the same time, as a sport broadcaster, the comparisons are, are such a big thing we enjoy having. We enjoy having these debates. So are you sick of the LeBron compared to MJ debate just yet or are you loving it as much as ever? In, in some ways, yes. I, I am sick of it because it is kind of... Uh... I don't want to say it's low-hanging fruit, but it is a default conversation to which there is no right answer, as you mentioned. There's a lot of ammunition on both sides of that of those uh, of those lines, and with good reason. They're both such terrific players, and they are one in one A all time. But it does speak to their collective greatness that 
it's just those two who are in the conversation and all the people and all the guys who have played this game at such a high level, it always comes down to those two. And LeBron will never have Michael Jordan's perfect 6-0 and record in the finals, but LeBron has been to more finals. And now LeBron's looking to do things that are without precedent. He, no one's ever played with their son in an NBA game, and LeBron is terrific longevity. His son could be in the NBA in as little as two seasons, and LeBron has the ability, and he said as such, that wherever his son is drafted, he's keen to go play there and play his final season or seasons with his eldest son. He, in a matter of hours or a matter of days, he'll stand alone as the all-time scoring leader. He already has the scoring mark if you include regular season and playoff games. So he's, he's soaking up the accolades he can. And on top of all of that, he's hungry to get another t- championship or two. He's still playing at, at a level in which other stars do want to play with him. So whether it's the Lakers bulking up before the deadline, the trade deadline, which is in two days' time, or LeBron after this season or after next going elsewhere, he does have the capacity to contribute to a championship team. Even though he is in his career twilight, he's putting up scoring numbers that we really haven't seen from him. So he's redefining his game. It's it's a conversation you can have. So, yeah, in one sense, I'm sick of it. But in another sense, I totally understand it. And it is a conversation with some nuance. So the father-son circus, if you like, would be a showstopper for any team to have. How good is Bronny? We've been talking about him coming out here to the NBL and playing a season in the NBL. Is he, he's guaranteed to get drafted, is he? Well, that, that is the, the assumption that he would be a first-round pick, though he's not... Victor Wimbanyama, the, the young young man out of Paris who's going to come in and be another transcendent superstar. And it's kind of unfair because if, if Bronny James were named, you know, Bronny Haskins and had no relation to LeBron James whatsoever, he'd be seen as a high-level university prospect who has the opportunity to go play abroad in a top-tier league like the NBL. Uh, you know, we've seen a lot of guys go through LaMelo Ball uh, amongst, amongst the number. Josh Giddy, you know, growing up in – in Australia, and instead of going to the American College route, going to the Adelaide 36ers, now he's hit the ground running in the NBA. Bronny James would be a candidate to do that, and then he'd be he'd come on and he'd have a few good seasons in the NBA, maybe be a fringe all-star at his peak. But being LeBron James's son, it's kind of unfair to say, oh, well, that's a disappointment, because anybody else, that'd be such a raving success for a, an aspiring professional athlete. The pressure on him, and LeBron has said he kind of regrets having his son Bronny be LeBron Jr. because of the added weight that name carries. Um, but we always knew it was going to be the, the surname James to, to whom that would belong. And um, it seems like the young man Bronny has, has really been mature through the process, grown up before his time, and it's enabled him to go out and play basketball at a high level. He will be a high-level recruit, whether it is professionally or in the university system, and he's very likely to be in the NBA in two to three years' time. Now, whether his dad can stay fit and hang on, it, it seems like all signs point to yes. And as just a neutral basketball fan, I would love to see it. Who wins Monday? <laughs> I'm leading the Chiefs, the slightest of underdogs. Just Their core of players has been here before. And, and whilst Philly has been so dominant in the playoffs, and I know I'm disappointing a lot of people. You mentioned uh, Jordan Mylotta's connection to the, uh, the South Sydney Rabbitohs and, and Aaron Sipos, their punter, his, his AFL connections. I still think at their absolute peak this season, the Chiefs have been marginally more scary than the Eagles. And the fact that their quarterback and, and coach and tight end and so many of their core contributors have been at the stage before – in what should be a close, competitive, high-scoring game, 
I lean Kansas City, but if we're all watching it, you know, Monday morning on ESPN and, and the Eagles are ahead by a touchdown and they close it out, nobody should be surprised. They have been utterly terrific this season. They've only lost one game in which Jalen Hurts has started. So that's, that's a nice thing. We have a nice sampling of the two best teams in the NFL all season, and they meet for 60 minutes of game time in Phoenix with, with truly the world watching. Um, it, it should be a high, high-level game, no matter – if you followed the NFL all season on NFL Blitz and our programming or not, if this is the first game you've watched all year, it should be highly entertaining. Patrick Mahomes, a lot of people are talking about him maybe one day being one of the greatest, if not the greatest of all time. He's got all the weapons, um, but he needs to win another one, doesn't he? And how's his ankle? Yeah, well, it, it seems as though his ankle is, is, is certainly better than it was in the AFC Championship game, and it was good enough. He had a couple moments in which – he needed to plant off his right foot where he came up a little bit lame, but he was able to stay in the game. And Kansas City was able to kind of game plan around his comparative lack of mobility. I mean, he's hard. He's hardly a house plant back there. But, you know, they wanted to protect the ankle and, and keep him in the game for those 60 minutes. The added week off has certainly helped Patrick Mahomes. He doesn't have a brace anymore. The ankle will be heavily taped, but it is American football. You, any tackle, any awkward tackle may further compromise it. But truly, nobody's fully fit this time of the season but in talking about his legacy yes i mean it, it, everybody is now going to be compared to the newly retired again tom brady and patrick mahomes it's going to be how many rings did he win he's at an age in, at 27 he's, he's soon to win his second mvp if he has two championships and two most valuable player awards in 27 listen he has a long way to go to catch brady anybody does but that's a really good start out the blocks to be that young that smart, that accomplished, that gifted, and, and, and to have yet another Super Bowl ring, he will be atop the NFL world as we head into next season with the expectation that there are several more to come. And one last one. I've been to LA a few times, New York a few times. I was lucky enough to be in Miami a couple of years ago for the Super Bowl, but I've never been to Philly. And it seems like it's got that Aussie tribalism, that Aussie passion um, in Philly that a sports fan here often does have for his team. Can you explain Philadelphia to us? Yeah, I mean, I'll explain it as best I can. I mean, I've, I haven't, you know, grown up in, in Melbourne or Sydney or anything like that, but I remember being in, in Melbourne and kind of bouncing around different parts of town. There was a lot of pride in, you know, Richmond versus, you know, other areas of town. Um, and Philly has that same element to it, but when it comes down to it, there is that collective, no, we are Philadelphia you know, Philadelphia, the, the Greek origin, the city of brotherly love, and they have a, as passionate and as demanding a fan base as we have here in the United States. You could say New York rivals it, but it, it, every New York sport or every sporting code has multiple teams in New York, whereas Philly, there's only the Eagles. There's only the Flyers in the NHL. There's only the Sixers in the NBA. Uh, there's only the Phillies in Major League Baseball. The NFL is far and away king here. I mean, it's it's not like, you know, in, in New South Wales where, you know, a lean towards rugby, whereas, you know, in, in Victoria, you know, certainly Aussie rules. NFL is king everywhere here, and there's only one team in Philly. So you have as passionate a fan base as any, their team, their pride. They won the Super Bowl five years ago for the first time, and they've done a complete rebuild, and they're back in five years. It's very impressive. Fly, Eagles, fly. If you are from anywhere in that tri-state area, that is the only team you barrack for is the Eagles. They're going to be loud and, and passionate in and around Arizona. I know I know, a number of Philly fans who are making the cross-country flight. I mean, it is the distance 
from from Sydney to Perth is the distance from Philadelphia to Phoenix. They're making the, the flight just to be in town, just to be around, not to go to the game, but to just take it in and be in the vicinity should they win in Phoenix. It's going to be a party. And, and what, the nice thing about this, and I wouldn't tell it to them, even if they don't win this weekend, they certainly want to and hope to and expect to, the way that team is structured, they should be back. Uh, next year or the year thereafter. They have a young core. They have a young quarterback who will be paid this offseason. Don't get me wrong, but all the reason for confidence that this is the first of uh, potentially a couple trips for the Eagles in the next half decade or so. Phil, great to have you on ESPN's coverage of Super Bowl 57 live from 9 a.m. Monday.